Welcome to the Path 5 Podcast. The Path 5 team is a dedicated group of professionals hailing from diverse backgrounds, all anchored in making the world a safer place. Thanks for joining us while we dive into today's topic. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to this episode of the Path 5 Podcast. This is going to be uh, one of the more fun side of things. Lately, we've been doing a lot of coverage on on Ukraine, different forms of capacities. Uh, actually, Russia in general. You know, we kicked off an episode on Kazakhstan. Felt like their involvement there was a little bit fishy. And then all of a sudden, we're like, hmm, something weird's going on with Ukraine. We talked about that a couple times. And then uh, last episode, we had a really good one. We actually had a guest speaker on who was a Navy nuke who was able to enlighten us on the ins and outs of uh, nuclear energy and, and the various threats uh, associated with some of the issues we've seen in Ukraine with power plants coming under attack, things of that nature. So really good episode. If you guys haven't checked that one out, swing on over there and uh, let us know what you think after this. So this episode is going to be a little more fun. Uh, and I say fun in the sense that it is a bit of a, a juxtaposed kind of paradox to a lot of the other interactions that uh, that f- some folks have uh, with police and vice versa. You know, on this team, we've we've always been supporters of the badge. You know, we, we've always backed the blue uh, as long as they're doing the right thing. You know, some of them get a little power hungry, but uh, for the most part, they're they're a good group of folks that actually want to protect their communities. Uh, unfortunately, they got some bad apples in the mix, and uh, just like any other population out there. Uh, no matter what your profession or ethnic background, it seems like those uh, that select few gains all the publicity and, and some of that bad blood and just kind of generates and, and spirals from there, which is too bad. Uh, and you're, you're gonna hear you're gonna hear a little bit about this uh, this episode. and uh, we're gonna call this one license or registration because that's what the team has heard several times because uh, we're wild boys. And uh, when you're a wild boy, sometimes you uh, you end up in front of the law. And uh, most of these stories are actually pretty funny. So kick back. Hopefully you enjoy it uh, in the honor of the fact that this is regarding our interactions with police, uh, both, I guess, on, on both sides of the law. Uh, we, we do want to take the time to, to recognize and dedicate this episode to one of our very first I'll call him like a, like a super fan. You know, every episode we did, he was in the DMs on Instagram, hitting us up, talking to us about it, engaging further, discussing different topics he'd like to see the team cover and, and making recommendations. And just a great dude overall. Uh, his name's Keith Tyner. He was a, a deputy uh, who, unfortunately, he, uh, he succumbed to an injury uh, last year and, and left behind a beautiful family. Um, still talk to his brother every now and then he, he still listens to the podcast. And that was one of the ways that they were able to kind of spend time together, um, over the last couple of years, which is really cool to be a part of that. So this episode is dedicated to deputy Keith Tyner. Great dude. First, 
I want to go ahead and pass the mic over to uh, team member Yeti. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, he definitely falls in the category of a wild boy. So I want to hear, <laughs> have you had any interesting police interactions well, that you'd like to all, discuss? First of all, glad to be back. Been busy back on the podcast. Glad my voice can get out there. First, I want to shout out to that fucking cop who clocked me at one miles per hour through a stop sign doing the California roll and proceeded to give me three fucking tickets. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> three tickets. <laughs> and I just got my license. I was like 17, 18. Like, like suck my dick, dude. Anyway. <laughs> it was one of those private, like, incorporated villages, so they have, like, three cops, and they give everyone tickets. Oh, yeah. I was just yeah. driving through. But this other story called Blackout Wednesday, Ooh. years ago. Oh, I don't remember. Years ago. I like the sound um, of this. I'll just say I was definitely 21, but <clears throat> it was in a uh, good old uh, New York City. It was on the uh, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So, you know, that's one of the biggest traveling days of the year. It's one of the biggest bar days of the year, especially in the Northeast. And in the city, uh, <clears throat> the night of is when they set up for that Thanksgiving Day parade there. So I'm with my boy. We're in this bar and he has we have a, a connect at the bar. We're not paying for it any drink we're getting so blacked out that we're getting rebel and vodkas and asking for like top shelf vodka which made the drink taste terrible but we were just retarded so it's like three four o'clock in the morning we finally leave i am stumbling i can't see anything straight tunnel vision and i had to get on the train to go home and then I keep seeing all these fences are set up where I got to make the turn to get to Penn Station. I'm like, fuck, man. I can't get to the train. I'm going to be like, I got to pee. I'm craving Taco Bell. I want pizza. Uh, we're just being oh, drunk. Yeah. The, the <laughs> yeah. whole shebang. whole shebang. Just being drunk idiots. <laughs> and then I'm, we've walked a few blocks. I'm like, fuck it. I'm hopping this small little fence, right? <laughs> and apparently there was two cops there. And they see me walking up to the fence. I don't remember this. But my buddy was my buddy was saying, he's like, yo, they were yelling, don't fucking touch the fence. Don't fucking hop the fence. I don't remember shit. I'm just blacked out, stumbling, tunnel vision. I already got the spins. And they, yeah. you know those the NYPD don't fuck around. They no, you know, I, I like their style. Well, you know, not anymore. Was you take a beating, but you didn't get a ticket, right? Foreshadowing. Right. <laughs> And I hop this fence, and before my feet hit the ground, I am fucking, like, I am dropped. Fucking straight hit stick, Madden, full speed, into the ground. I go sliding. I was wearing this bullshit frat boy button down. The whole sleeve gets ripped off because I hit the ground so hard. <laughs> into the curb. Give him that fucking uh, pie, China my hand. Fucking just, dude, laid out. And then I'm, I don't even know what's going on. I'm coming up the swing. And before you know it, I am slammed up against the, the fucking wall of this building. They're lifting me up, both these cops. I'm off the ground. <laughs> and they're screaming at a, me. To, to clarify, right? Yeti is not a small dude. You know, like. I was, dude, it was, I was slammed. And they were choking me, screaming me. I was probably getting hit. Like, I have no, I was still so blacked out. I was just like, what's going on? I couldn't even see their faces. And then eventually, uh, I don't really, really remember what happens. As my buddy talked to them, they let me go. 
and they're like, you can go down into the train station. So mind you, my, my sleeve is ripped up. I'm now bruised. I'm fucked up. And I'm walking down into the train station, bleeding arm, missing a sleeve, just all fucked up, trying to get onto the train. You know, ended up, I think I fell asleep in, in that station for like another four or five hours. So it was god awful. <laughs> wow. And then I finally get up, get in the train, go over, and I'm like, man, that, that was a fucking night. So so they whooped your ass and didn't even book you. They yeah, just... dude, I didn't even get into the drunk tank. I, I was surprised. <laughs> That's the I think way they it should be. I think that they want to deal with it because, you know, next day is Thanksgiving and all the fucking tourists come into the city. Oh, and yeah, yeah. They're like, we're not doing these. So they just gave me the old NYPD fucking beat your ass, get on the train, have a nice day. And guess what? I don't fucking do that shit anymore because I'm beating <laughs> semi straight, man. Oh, uh, like, oh, recidivism man. In, in the U.S. prison population. That's how you fight recidivism. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Then, like, my get whole, your ass whooped. A large portion of my family is all NYPD. And I told them the story and they're like, yeah, man. They say, you know. Did you get a ticket? And I was like, no. And like, exactly. See, you're set straight and your fucking record's clean right now. But still, shout out to that cop that gave me those three tickets. I hope you get a calf cramp in the mo- every morning at 2 a.m. and stub your toe at least three times a week. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> those are, those are fighting words. Fucking yeah. love you. Love yeah. Uncle Bob. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah, I hope you stub your toe. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. Nice. That's pretty good, dude. So... All right, yeah, you were 21. We'll just go with that. Um, so first time I got pulled over, uh, I'd had my license for about a month. Surprise, surprise. So I was like 17. And uh, at that point, I was working like 20, 25 hours a week at this local Rite Aid when I was in high school, fucking captain of two teams. I have no idea how the fuck I was doing that. No idea. Like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, even now, I'd, I probably would have been like, nah, this is too much. But anyhow, so I'm driving home at, at night. It's like 10 o'clock. I, I work till 9.45. And uh, I'm on this rural rural Vermont road. And I had this uh, 04 <laughs> Subaru Impreza Sport hatchback. And I was like... Fuck it, I'm going 100 tonight. I've never been 100 before. We're going to go 100. So then I, I start ripping down this road, and like I hit 98. And I was like, oh, fuck that. So I stopped the car. I turned around. I went back down the road downhill. And I hit 106. And I was like, all right, sweet. And then on my way back through, there was a car there. And I was like, what the fuck? And he just stopped in the fucking road. And I'm like, the fuck are you doing there? And it wasn't a cop. I will I will preface that. Then I drive up behind him and he still fucking stops. So when I whip by him, at that point I was only doing like 80, 85. He's got a fucking big old driver's education like magnet on the back of his trunk. Turns out motherfucker was a driver's ed teacher. Cause sure as shit, the next day I'm driving down that same road, going to school. Fog is setting in real bad. Like I can see like probably 15 yards off my hood, but I know the road like the back of my hand. I'm flying. It's through a, a particular swamp there, Boomer. Up in those parts. You know where it is. Fucking sure flying. And all of a sudden, I see this car come out of the mist. I'm like, oh shit, it is a fucking Vermont State Trooper. Oof. Yeah. And he like 
fucking hit the cherries and you turned so fast. Like he was up my ass instantly. And I was like, Oh damn. So yeah, he ended up giving me a ticket for doing a, what the fuck was it? 64 and a 50. Uh, he was pretty cool about it, but he's like, uh, yeah, I got reports of, uh, someone racing up here last night. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's weird. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, is it fucking racing? If you're just driving if by yourself, somewhere. is it if racing? you're by yourself? So then I knew it was that fucking driver's ed teacher. Time trials. You were doing time trials. I was doing you. time trials, dude. It's all about <laughs> rally, man. Eat, exactly. sleep, rally, set the best time. Don't flip your car, you know? So, yeah, and that's when I found out uh, one of my important life lessons. Don't fucking trust driver's ed teachers. By the way, we're going to swear a lot on this podcast. I'm sorry, but we're letting loose a little bit. Boys have some good stories. Um, good news is it's not my best cop story, right? We're just kind of wetting the whistle a little bit, prepping it. So, Da Vinci, tell me about, uh, tell me about your first time. Oh, man, my first time. I like the first time story. Wait, wait, wait. First time getting pulled over. I want to. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's yeah, okay. that one. Yeah. For like the Marvin, the Marvin Gaye comes on or something. <laughs> I'm like, what's happening? Roll that back. First time getting pulled over. Yeah. Yeah. Police officer. Yeah. Uh, so I grew up in Colorado. Pretty conservative town. The cops were all pretty cool. You know, knew a bunch of my friends were, their dads were cops. So it was like. Right. Yeah. But it's not a small town, you know, so the cops don't know everybody, right? And so my dad had set curfew. I was like, I think I was a junior. I might have been a senior in high school. I don't remember. 17, 18, around the same time as you guys. But my dad had set curfew. Ooh, the curfew. Like 10 o'clock, right? And it wasn't like. That's a pretty good curfew. curfew. Yeah, it wasn't bad, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I was happy with it. I mean, I probably wasn't. Let's be real. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, why not 11? You know, yeah. nine and probably said, why not 10? But he's yeah. very strict about curfew. So I I don't miss that. I'm not missing curfew. Don't miss that shit. Because yeah. if you miss it by one minute, he takes 10 minutes off your curfew the next night. So Oof. if you're six minutes late, you lose an hour. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, there's no messing Savage. around on curfew. So I'm at my girlfriend's house. It's like a Friday night. Probably after a football game or something. And uh, I did not want to come home. I was like, I'm like watching a movie, lock, like looking at my phone or a, probably a watch at that point. I probably wouldn't. I might have had a little brick cell phone. The old flip phone. It's like 9.50, 9.52, And I live like at least 10 minutes away. I'm like, what am I doing? Okay, I need to leave. And I probably left with five minutes to spare. It was a 10-minute drive. Ooh, you're negative five minutes there, Mr. I'm that's negative five 50, minutes. That's 50 minus, minutes off of your following night. T-minus negative five minutes. Yeah, so I hopped right. in my beat-ass 1996 manual, like, four-speed Tacoma. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah, the Ooh. classic, the OG. My Don't brother's feel. still driving that truck, by the way. It's got, like, 250,000 miles on it or something. It that's sounds wild. very Colorado. I like it. So... Uh, I'm going up and down the hills, going around turns, you know, I'm California roll at the stop signs is like, a, that's a generous way to say it. I don't know what other States roll faster than California, but I was like, just tapping my brakes enough to give, you know, 
there was red lights coming in behind me. So I'm cruising, making up time, you know, it's all neighborhoods. So I'm probably going like 50 in <laughs> residential areas. Ooh. And then I get up on this big hill coming up to my house and there's this car in front of me and I'm hammering it. And this car cannot go that fast up a hill. Right. I mean, it's a little four cylinder. Oh, yeah. yeah. Four bangers yeah. doing its best. All right? I got to get out and push when I get to the top of the hill. But yeah. I'm, you know, I got good speed coming off the last hill. So I'm hammering into it. Yeah. You got a good and, trajectory. Yeah. yeah it's a good trajectory. So I pass this guy as, so he's going up. So I, it's not a passing lane, but I pass him and there's another car stopped at the stop sign. And so I turn, I take that turn on two wheels into my street and that cop, that, that car is the car that I passed was not a cop. The guy who was sitting at the stoplight was a cop. So he just sits there for a minute. As I take that turn on two wheels, I'm going yeah. like, when I took the turn, I was probably going 75 ish. It's just fucking careening, careening around full, the corner. going full Syria in that fucking taco. <laughs> yeah. That was the fastest that car has ever gone, probably. <laughs> so I cruised through the neighborhood, still going like 75, 80, because it's like 959. I'm like, come on, you can do it. Get to the garage. <laughs> That's all I could hear. That's and good. That's good. <laughs> so this I see lights back behind me, but just like headlights, no cop lights. Holy shit. Did you guys see that? Da Vinci just made Yeti fucking smile. Did you see that? <laughs> so perfect. Fucking wild. Sorry, so I ripped down, ripped down the streets. I blow through a stop sign. I'm like breaking all the rules. I was being horrible, horrible. And I get to the top of my street. It's still 959. I'm calm. I slow all the way down to like neighborhood speeds. Turn my blinker on. So just take it nice and easy. Go down my street. Yeah. Back into the driveway. Look down at my watch, 10 p.m. I'm like, perfect. And then the cherries flip on in my driveway. You're like, not perfect. So I'm like back into the driveway and he just pulls his cop car right up to the front. No, not into the driveway. In my driveway. What a savage. And then turns his lights on. So Damn. he didn't have his lights on the whole time and just turned them on when I got in the driveway. What a he sick didn't turn fuck. his siren on, which was nice because it's 10 yeah. o'clock in a nice, you know, quiet neighborhood. So he didn't turn the siren on, but he turned his lights on. So I get out and uh, he's like, is this your house, son? I was like, yes, sir. He's like, is your dad home? I was like, no, just give me the ticket. <laughs> please, please. Send me please no, me I can't no, do this. That. He was like, why don't you go inside and get him? I was like, shit. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Da Vinci's dad is inside reading his paper. All of a sudden, the living room lights up blue and red. And he's like, what? <laughs> what tarnation? <laughs> the worst part about it is that he was already in bed and asleep. So I could have been he 10 minutes late. He wouldn't have noticed. Oh. So he comes outside. The cop gives That's him a big long speech about you know making good decisions because he's like, the only reason I caught you is because you slowed down and used your blinker. You were so far ahead of me. <laughs> oh, That's no. the only reason that you oh, caught. Damn, dude. We thought Papa was going to be on the stairs you just, with binoculars while he was coming down the street. But little did you know. I know. Yeah. Like, moral of the story is, folks, you got to commit to the thug life, right? <laughs> yeah, if you got to run, you got to yeah, run. You got to run, <laughs> yes. do it. Don't slow down right at the top I've of your got a, I've got a story about that. But <laughs> he was really cool. You know, he gave me a little... 
old man wisdom about when he got pulled over when he was 16, lost his license for like five years. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that to you. Holy you're, crap. Uh, Damn. you're going into the military and everything. So, um, I'm sure your dad will take care of this though. And I was like, yes, sir. You have no doubt. So I lost that <laughs> truck for a while. That. Yeah. I lost that truck for a while. I was yeah. biking to school for a minute. Oh yeah. No, I, yeah, I was in deep shit after my first ticket too, which was kind of messed up because my dad had done some wild shit back in the day. <laughs> like wild. And I was like, man, I know all your stories and this is some bullshit. You mean back in the day when they were like, oh yeah, it was legal to drink and drive, but you shouldn't do it. <laughs> you're like, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, if you belted in good, you were fine. Like, yeah, it's just had a motorcycle. As long as you didn't crash, you were good. Yeah, if you had only put half a dozen cars in the ditch from being drunk, you were doing all right. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. Anywho, we don't condone that, by the way. No. Yeah. Anyhow. No. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, hey, Broniel. Yes, sir. Can you tell us real quick, and then yeah. we're gonna we're, then we're gonna get into Boomer's story. But can you tell us the time? That you were first held at gunpoint by the police. Yeah. Oh, this this first is all held at gunpoint. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love that qualification. Well, hey, you know what? The numbers are only going to go up on that <laughs> statistic, my friend. That's right. It um, can't go down. Yeah. So I was. Uh, I, I used to do a lot of like urbex, urban exploration, uh, a lot of abandoned buildings and whatnot. Uh, there I was at a abandoned state mental institution, which. We, we can have a different conversation about law enforcement and their duties to, you know, deal with the mentally disabled uh, and, and the way that that has caused the downfall of what we know to be law enforcement. But um, there was this place called Fernald State in, uh, in Massachusetts, which it was, it was a wonderful state hospital. And by that, I mean, it was run by an absolutely insane man who was into eugenics way too much uh, and definitely should have been shut down. But anyways, I was Yikes. there. Long after it had closed, uh, to some extent closed. And I was taking photos of some abandoned buildings, as I did at that time in my life. And uh, I'd been there for probably about hour, hour 45 even. And I was driving around my little 2002 Nissan Sentra SER Spec V, which was a phenomenal car, but it was very loud. And, you know, whatever. I'd, I'd been there for almost two hours, and I was on my way out. And so I hop back in my Sentra and I, you know, move on to the next thing that I wanted to take a photo of or whatever. And I see a, a little Ford Escape behind me. And I was like, oh, look, a, a mid-2000s Ford Escape. How lovely. And then it turns on. It's, it's blues and tunes. And I was like, what? Okay. So I get pulled over by this Ford Escape, which that was jarring enough. And before I can even look up, this guy's on my driver's door. Right. And he goes, Hey, what the hell are you doing here? I don't know why I'm giving him like a deep Southern accent, but he's like, Hey, what the hell are you doing here, brother? And, brother? Uh, <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I'm just taking photos. And and mind you, at the time I didn't have a seatbelt on because I was going from place to place and I had my camera around my neck and I kind of pointed at it. And I was like, Oh, I'm taking photos. I, you know, abandoned property. That's kind of what I'm into. And he goes, get the hell out of the vehicle. <laughs> you're like, like oh, this is, oh this is already getting good you know like, we, we skip to the good part and um so he pulls me out of the car and i go hey can i put my camera on the on the roof of the vehicle he goes yeah he goes put your hands up against the vehicle i was like okay he goes, you got a weapon on you i go yeah on my right hip 
I have a uh, Smith and Wesson M and P one point the the premier finest pistol. of all firearms. Uh, so what happened was Bruno got cut out of his house with his toilet gun. Like let in me tell you, chambered in the Lord's caliber, forty Smith and Wesson. Thank you, <laughs> <The> Lord's caliber. <laughs> uh, first of all, you can only use that term with regards to Chick Fil A. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. anywho, yeah. short so you're, story long. You're heated. You're packing. I'm I'm, I'm packing heat, and uh, he's patting me down. And he goes, "Holy shit, you are!" And he takes my gun <laughs> off my hip, throws it on the ground, draws his piece, and puts it in the small of my back. <laughs> what the. F- and I was like, oh, well, this is getting good. I was like, hey, how about you don't throw loaded guns around? Like, Wait a know, minute. Wait a minute. Exist, but... did, did he touch Like he touched you with his barrel? Yeah, in the small of my back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he drew his firearm and pushed it. Which he, he was carrying a Glock. And if you know anything about striker-fired weapons, you don't want to take it out of battery so you wouldn't push it into someone. But yeah, yeah. So he, he puts his pistol in the small of my back. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, oh, um, someone's poking me. I was like, oh, not the first time, not the last time, I'm poked. Uh, just have so to shoot me. He, he cuffs me up, right? So now, yeah. now I'm cuffed up. He's, you know, under under his mind. He's properly searched me at this point. And he goes over his radio. He goes, hey, I got a, in, a incident involving a gentleman and a firearm. And he's requesting additional units. Now, oh. I should, I should oh, preface goodness. this with... You have to understand the structure at the time. Now it's been removed uh, because of, you know, very recent legislation. But at the time, he was what's called a state special police officer. So he's he goes to a like a very a watered down state police academy, and he uh, he has powers of arrest on state property. Oh so yeah, he is a cop. Um, but he goes over the real big boy police radio and says, "I have an incident involving a gentleman with a firearm." Not the fact that I'm you know, been disarmed, not that I'm currently detained on the back right. of 2002 yeah. Nissan Sentra. Yeah. Um, so, of course, I can smell the brake dust on the cop cars as they're coming in. <laughs> so, I think three cops yeah. off the street in three separate cruisers, which I felt bad for. I was like, shit, like, you know, me- meanwhile, I'm handcuffed against this little Sentra. I'm like, guys, like, I'm so sorry about this. I don't mean to take you away from your daily duties. Um, and the whole time that these cops are coming in, right, he's he's telling me, oh, you're going to go down for sex crimes. You were taking pictures of of people inside their houses. And I was like, no, like, no, no. I, I, <laughs> taking right? pictures of all that sex up in the woods. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, and, and this is how, like, you know, I, I got this weird thing where I have to be exact. And I was like, well, no, I've taken 741 photos so far. And none of them are of occupied dwellings. So, like, we can go through all of them. And I was like. I was like, you know what? Maybe this isn't the place or time. Like, let's wait for this to settle out. Um, so the the cops come up and they're talking to him and they're like, oh yeah, this, that, the other thing. And then one of the cops is like, oh wait, is that an M and P? And I was like, yeah, it's an M and P in forty. Um, and they cracked like, you with their nightstick for carrying. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. I was expecting for the old beat down. Like, oh, yeah, I, he's like, oh, I wipe my ass with that. As a matter of fact, <laughs> no, he goes. He goes, I just bought one of those, and I hate the trigger. And I go, you know what you got to do? You got to go on Amazon. You got to get this Apex trigger kit. <laughs> Fucking I'm leave talking, it. I'm talking him up, right? And he pulls oh, it up on man. Amazon, and he's like, wait, is this the trigger seer that you're talking about? And I was like, yeah, bro, that's the one. He's like, got it, two-day shipping. And I was like, bet. So we became best friends, right? Leave it to Bro Neil to fucking sell cops that have them at gunpoint <laughs> while he's handcuffed a fucking trigger. <laughs> 
Well, when the real when the real cop showed up, the the demeanor changed. Where it was all we were all chill bros. And, um, what did they say? I mean, yeah, I, real recognize real. Yeah, exactly. Did, real recognize real. The guy was just like, I caught this sex pervert. Yeah, that's that's kind of what he was going for. He's like, I, you know, last time he goes, this is literally what he said. Last time we had people here with guns, they were Nazis, and I was like, uh, okay, well, I'm. I'm like, a photographer. You know, like, 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 uh, 19, 1943. Like what? One thing I should uh, I should I should also mention is he searched my vehicle. Whoa! And, and I said, "Hey, Whoa. I don't consent to this search." <laughs> yeah. he, goes, he goes, "That went out the window when you brought a firearm into this." <laughs> yeah. And I, said, uh, and I said to him, no. uh, "Exercising one of my rights doesn't diminish my other rights." I go, "That's that's how rights work." Yeah. And and whatever. So, so well done. Well, let's let's talk about this a little bit. So, like you mm-hmm. know, Terry Frisk. There's precedent yeah. there that yeah, for officer safety, he can search within arm's length, which does not include your trunk, especially once I'm already detained by physical. You know, that's, like by that's physical right. means, whether I'm in the back of a cop car or handcuffed, he doesn't yeah. have to search to for his own safety anymore. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, and and yeah. you know, I was I was a student at the time, so I was I was all about the current case law and. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. So again, short story long, the supervisor for the local PD shows up and, you know, the state special that, that had had me at gunpoint at one point struts over like he just caught the case of a century. <laughs> and he's like, I got this guy with this gun taking pictures. And uh, they were probably about, I don't know, 100 yards away from me. And I can hear the supervisor just screaming at this dude. And I was like, oh. Well, I've upset some folks. <laughs> and uh, so they they come to the conclusion that the best course of action is to give me a verbal trespass, which when recorded is legal. So if I were to come back, I would get arrested and actually be charged with trespassing. Um, but since it was my first time dealing with them, all they needed to do was do a verbal and write it down. And that was enough. And then the very awkward part came. Where they're like, um, so here's your plus one, and they hand me one bullet, and then they put my gun on the ground with the magazine, and they go, hey, um, just, just do your best to like not, like try not to load it before you're off state property, and I was like, I'll try not to like, it's a very deliberate action, but like, yeah, I'll, I guess yeah. I'll try not to load it. Sure. Um, so I'm like, I'm. My, my holster's on my right. I let them know that my dominant hand was my right hand, and I'm, like, picking up this gun with my pinky finger and picking up the magazine in my right hand. And I'm, like, turn around real fast. shoot me. There's, like, five cops here. I don't want to die. Like, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a very, very interesting interaction. Um, and luckily, the, you know, the, the cops were chill enough and took my advice, and, and hopefully that, that Apex – trigger kit worked on his uh his smith and wesson to make it not so poopy yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, I hope so. it was a very interesting uh interaction at the time i was you know i really wanted to be a law enforcement officer and i was like oh okay so like yeah, this is yeah. what people mean by power tripping and overstepping their back <laughs> right. All right, cool like, yeah now, exactly. now i have context right it's a it is a real thing yeah yeah, yeah, and I, I've dealt with all sides of it. I've dealt with you know the overstepping, and then I've also dealt with like way too chill. Uh, so yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. And that's, uh, that's kind of the cool part about the, the perspective of this team. I think we've been on all sides of the fence and yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, do you guys, cause I, I actually, I was looking at my list and I, I've had a lot of interactions. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm at 28, uh, pullovers oh, now. That's, that's a lot. I used to street race as a kid, so I got into a, a bit of trouble with that. Yeah, so. that that is true. That is true. It happens. A, hey, statute of limitations man. is far over, and Massachusetts is only one year for for uh, non felony vehicular nice. things. Hell yeah, that's sick. So you guys want to hear about my second time getting pulled over? Oh, absolutely. All right. So you guys remember how I told you I worked at Rite Aid until like nine forty five at night? Well. <laughs> uh, so did my buddy. Actually, a lot of my friends worked there. Uh, I think Boomer was the only one of my friends that didn't. Uh, That's honestly that was a real that was a crew. Yeah, it was a crew and a half. <laughs> but anyhow, so my buddy, uh, my buddy Cody, um, he actually ended up joining the Air Force. He enlisted and uh, went off and did like Raven stuff. And super cool dude. But uh, he drove this uh, this gold uh, Buick. Uh, old man car, Buick Century that we called Frank. That's what we named his car. And uh, Frank had a had a V6. I had my Subi, just four banger. And uh, one day we're like, fuck it, we're going to race in the parking lot after work. So so we're like, we're going to do this. We're going to do a drag race in the Rite Aid parking lot in this uh, small northern <laughs> Vermont town. And uh, yeah, fucking light turned green and took, took off. You know, we, we, uh, we blew it across the uh, across the parking lot. I smoked him because I had the grip. He was he was spinning his tires. Frank was all angry, <laughs> laying rubber in this parking lot. It was like ten o'clock at night, so there's like nobody out at this time. It was like on a Tuesday or some shit. Um, so anyhow, we we get done our little race. We like, loop back around and we like pull up window to window and we're like laughing about it and stuff in the parking lot. And this cop drives by. And we're like, oh, shit, that was good timing. That would have been really awkward if he, you know, caught us racing. Because I don't know what the speed limit is for parking lots. But we we probably hit like 45 in a parking lot, you know. Just a heinous, heinous crime. Uh, but anyhow, so I was like, all right, bro, see you tomorrow. I'm going home. I got I got a bit of a drive up into the, the sticks. So I pull out, driving down Main Street, take a turn up by these uh, churches that are there. And that cop, I look up in my rear view and he blue lights me. And I'm like, shit, he must have seen us fucking drag racing in the parking lot, you know, fast and furious, man. And uh, it was really cold. It was like five degrees. So I'm sitting there with my window down, freezing my ass off. And he, no joke, this whole stop took like half an hour. And like, I'm like way up past my bedtime. I had practice in the morning. <laughs> I was spent. And I was like, Jesus, what is this guy doing? So he, come, he comes out to the car and uh, he, he runs all my info and everything, runs my plates. And he's like, oh, he's like, uh, you know why I pulled you over tonight? I'm like, uh, no, not sure. He's like, well, you got a you got a license plate light out. And I'm like, a license plate light? And I knew I had two because I love that car. I cleaned the shit out of it, you know. And he's like, yeah, you got one out on your left side. I'm like. Okay, so a little bit of a pretext stop there. And I'm like, all right. Uh, and he's like, what were you doing in that parking lot? I'm like, ah, here we are. So he thought I was like dealing or something. And I'm like, dude, I have done zero drugs at this point in my life. <laughs> it's like not happening. So 
anyhow, he kind of like looks around the car a little bit, does his thing, and then you know probably uh, figures that I'm I'm not a menace to society at that point in my life. That's back when I was a good kid. And he uh, he cuts me he cuts me loose uh, with a warning to get my light fixed. And I get home and I park the car, and I'm like, nah, fuck that. I restart the car. I turn the lights on. I go around back of the car. That light works just fine. He was full of shit. He, he was doing a pretext stop. Probably thought I was dealing in a parking lot or something. And uh, yeah, it, it was kind of funny. And I was like, oh my God. I told my mom, I was like, yeah, I got pulled over last night. She's like, again? I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I got to explain to her what was going on. She's like, your father's going to kill you. I was like, I know. But yeah, so second time was a little more interesting than the first, but not as interesting as the rest. And we'll say that. So, Boomer, I remember uh, when you, when you were living in Ohio. I think I was uh, at that point. I think I was still in the army, and I was like coming back from PT. And you called me. And you're like, yeah. you're like, hey, dude, do you have a minute? I'm like, oh god, it happened. Like Boomer, well, Boomer killed. Yeah, him. Boomer killed a Boomer killed a hooker. I was like, it's all gone wrong. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it because it makes me sound like a like a dick, but anyways, uh, <laughs> go for there's it. Not, there's not what there's not, too many, there's not too many ways to sugarcoat the fact that you pass a school bus when you're not supposed to go by it, despite it, <laughs> despite the fact that it actually was a legitimate uh, accident because it was behind a, a truck that, and I just couldn't see it. But regardless, um, I couldn't see it, but uh, the state trooper behind the bus did. And, uh, and then he pulled me over and, uh, come to find out that that's like, like when they give you the ticket and you're like sick, like I'll just mail it in. You don't, you don't mail that one in. Um, not in Ohio. Not in, <laughs> not no, in they, they take that one serious. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I got to see the, uh, town courthouse. And got to meet a very nice man who was also a lawyer. And I got to uh, learn what the pretrial process was and uh, what that is like. And, uh, (laughs) you know, how was it? How was it? Got an all inside look at America's justice system, huh? Uh, It was pretty quick, but you feel like a real piece of shit when, like, everybody else there is like getting brought in and like they're pleading out for like, and doing deals for like drug dealing and shit like that. You know what I mean? And like, you know, I drove by a school, which is objectively, I, you know, like, again, there's no way to sugarcoat it. Whenever I say it, I sound like a total dick. Um, yeah, but, but, but you also don't like, that's what you need to understand. Like, it's okay, man. It's just funny. We've got drug dealers, felons of all sorts, and then (laughs) fucking boomer, boomer (laughs) who drove past a school bus while it stopped (laughs) by accident. My hardened criminal, you. Yeah, what a savage. So, what's what's funny is uh, it met the criteria. I think I I put that on my my latest SF eighty six that I had to fill out as a. Um, oh man, they're like this guy's trying to kill school children. We can't give him a clearance. <laughs> but uh, 
but uh, actually, it, uh, it didn't it didn't cause me any problems. Uh, so, oh, shit. Um, no, but dude, dude, because of that though, every time I see a school bus even remotely slowing down, I'm like, all right, motherfucker, I'm ready for you. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm watching I'm you. You're learning. Um, yeah, yeah, I do the same thing. I like I have school bus anxiety. <laughs> And we'll stop far in PTSD every time he sees the big yellow. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I can't. That's awesome. I start, if you guys, if you guys knew Boomer, you'd understand why this. I is start so doing. I start doing MDMP and like, all right, if it stops, like it'll be like two miles out, and it'll be like, all right, if it stops here, this is what I'm doing. If it stops there, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe oh the best god. option is to just bypass it in its entirety and pull off into a parking lot and let it go by. <laughs> Right. Take, take the path of least resistance. Stay away from the big, bad, yellow thing. Right. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Well, thanks for thanks for sharing that one, Boomer. That's one of my favorites. So. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the only other uh, stuff is like, I don't know. I used to, <laughs> I used to drive a, uh, I used to have a 2010. No, 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 no. We got to save that one. We got to save that. We mean save it. You're, you're you're jumping ahead, Boomer. For what other? Uh, for, save it for what? We got a lot of other stories, man. We got a lot. You got to wait your damn turn. Bronio. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, what about that urbex? No, the urbex is my first story that I uh, that I oh, shared. Oh, okay. the first okay. time I ever got pulled. So uh, that's been a recurring theme. The uh, first time I ever got pulled over. Again, this is in Massachusetts. You got to understand that a junior operator's license in Massachusetts affords you a few things. The ability to drive on your own, yes. But anything past, I believe it was 1130. If it was past 1130, you didn't have a license anymore. Oh, Commonwealth. And you weren't allowed to have people in your, your vehicle unless they were over the age of 21. So I was driving my mom a Civic, an 09 Civic at that, uh, which is the ninth gen uh, trash Civic, I believe. Um, and we had just done a top speed run, which, by the way, is 124 miles an hour. All right. Not bad. And I had five people in the car. And I was like, man, this little, this little rocket ship can go. You know, four bangers mm. doing its best. So we get yeah, off yeah. at the exit. And I'm, I'm moving a little quick on the side streets. And, uh, well, I see the lights come on. And I'm already thinking, this is it, right? Because it's currently 1.15 in the morning. Ooh. Which means I don't have a driver's license anymore. Yeah. And I got, like, four people in the car, which I'm not supposed to have at all. Yeah. So, yeah. Trooper, the Mass State Trooper comes up to my window and goes, oh, yeah. hey, what's going on? I clocked you at 65 and a 30. <laughs> You're like, and I was nah, like, that, oh, that wasn't me. Oh, 65 and a 30. Uh, I go, I, I didn't realize it dropped that quick. Um, I'm, I'm so sorry, Trooper, because you got to call him Trooper. If you call him Officer, that's just a world of hurt. <laughs> Trust me, you don't want to make that mistake. And, yeah. um, and he... He gets my license and registration, ends up pulling me out of the car to talk to me. And he goes, what's going on here? I was like, well, I mean, to be frank with you, Trooper. Uh, Trooper Frank. I'm just, I'm just glad that you 
you didn't get me on the highway. I thought that's where you got me. He's like, what? why would you be glad about that? And I was like, you know, Fifth Amendment, my boy. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to stay quiet on that. Yeah. And uh, he he ends up saying, look, you know, I can't let you leave because you can't drive right now. You don't have a license. Shit. Technically. <laughs> He goes, can you get someone to pick you up? That's when you look him in the eye and you're like, well, then how did I get here? (laughs) He he had already talked to my mother at that point and uh, made it very clear that I was to be disciplined. Very nice lady. A very nice lady. Wonderful woman. And uh, so we parked the car and luckily one of the friends I had with me, his mom is a night nurse and was able to come pick us up on her way home from her shift. And I left the car at a gas station with a note on it saying that I'd be back the next day so I could go get my mom's car and bring it back to her. <laughs> and uh, I got to say, I've never been shown grace by a trooper like I had at that point. You oh, know? yeah. He's a bro. He, he had me at, at more than double the speed limit. He had me with not having a license, not having anything, and let me walk away with nothing more than a slap on the wrist. So for the first time, I, I kind of took that and I ran with it, and then I ended up in trouble. But, you know, it, it was still a decent first time. I got away with a lot. But uh, <laughs> that that reminded me <laughs> that comment. Well, how did I get here? I <laughs> I once we were getting ready to deploy, and uh, I if you had a pending legal issue for you know you weren't allowed to to deploy or it complicated it. And uh, <laughs> I had a soldier who we were planning on deploying and, and having him come with us. And he comes in, he says, sir, I, uh, I got a, I got a problem. And he, he's like, well, I gotta, I gotta go to court. And uh, I'm like, well, what'd you do? He's like, well, they got me for, they got me for- by school bus. <laughs> They got him. They got him for drunk driving, and so I'm like, "All right, like, what happened?" He's like, "Well, I was coming back. <laughs> he was on the roof of his friend's house, trying to. He was trying to get into his buddy's house because that's where he was supposed to be sleeping that night. Well, the front door was locked, yeah. so he Dude, decided burglar shit. He, he climbed up on the roof." And was trying to break into one of the windows so that he could go to bed. A neighbor called the police on him. The police showed up and they're like, hey, what are you doing up there? And uh, it's like, oh, just trying to, trying to, you know, doors locked. My buddy's house just trying to get in. And uh, he's like stumbling around and very clearly drunk. And they're like, oh, cool. They're like, uh, how'd you, how'd you get up there? And He's like, well, I, you know, I climbed up the, you know, up the pole and up the side. And they're like, cool. And they're like, how'd you get here tonight? And then he, he's like, what? Well, that's my car right there. He's like, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first, up. His car was like a 2005 police turn-in, like one of those old school. <laughs> it still had the spotlight and everything on. <laughs> oh yeah, bro, Neil knows all about that. You made a track car out of one of those. Yeah, just <laughs> drift that shit in a parking lot. <laughs> How'd you get here tonight? I drove. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'd be like, ah, stork. Stork dropped me off. Stork, yeah. <laughs> just the season. 
you know? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Flew in from New York. My arms are tired. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> shit. Yeah, that really sucks, dude. That That is really unfortunate. You know, it's even more unfortunate. What? The first time you get pulled over when you have a gun in the car that you forgot about. <laughs> Classic. Oh, oh, Lord. Classic. Yeah. So I was in college. Uh, so some of my buddies, we were uh, we were going up around the Burlington parts in Vermont, if you guys have ever been there. Used to be a super sick city. Now it's uh, been destroyed by the uh, communist city council. There's homeless people and shit everywhere, which is really... Honestly, sad. Chocolate before that, take care of them. Chocolate Thunder should take care of them, yeah. Except they didn't pay their contract because you know shit costs money, and uh, commies forget about that. But anyhow, so we're up there at Groovy UV, fixing to go link up with some of my buddies who went there from high school. We'd been at the range prior to that. We we're just shooting all kinds of guns and shit. Bunch of military dudes, and I had a at my. It was my grandfather's 22 Colt Woodsman from 1954. Sick ass gun. I had that in the glove box and uh, completely forgot about that. I just got in the habit of stashing that when I left the range. So I'm driving through this parking lot of UVM and uh, apparently the parking lot had a one way entrance. I don't know. It was. I mean, we're talking like a like a three foot stretch of this fucking parking lot was one way, and I found it. Cop pulls me over. He's like, oh, "What are you doing here?" I'm like, "Oh, we're just coming here to hang out with some buddies and you know see what's going on up here and groovy UV." And he's like, "You realize you just violated the law?" And I was like, "Holy shit, dude!" It's <laughs> like, "All right, man." Well, I didn't realize that. Like the sign was, I don't know. I've never been here before. Signs there. I get it. But I don't know. Just kind of did my thing. He's like, license registration. I'm like, oh, fuck. I was like, someday I'm going to name a podcast episode after that. But yeah, I did, did not think that. But anyhow, uh, my buddy is riding shotgun, uh, Mike. He pops the glove box and then he kind of gives me this like side glance. And I'm like, <laughs> and then he quickly like <laughs> closes it. I'm like, Mike, need the license and. I mean, I got the license. I need the registration. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my, my knee just kind of, you know, tweaked out. I was like, okay, cool. So then he's like, you know, digging around and stuff. And he pulls, he's like, is this it? I'm like, yeah, this is it. Because he wasn't from the same state as me. So I give it to him. And then uh, at this point, I still don't know what the hell was going on. I give him, give him the registration. Guy's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to let you out for the warning tonight. But you guys better be careful and don't be coming up here causing any trouble. And we're like, okay, okay. And then... uh yeah, he's like pale as a ghost, <laughs> Mike is. And then uh cop lets us go, and we go ahead and park the car. And he's like, dude, we forgot a gun in the glove box. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, the 22. And I was like, fuck. And I, I mean, like, uh, we had no idea. But, uh, yeah, at that point, we uh, were like, yeah, we're going to go somewhere else. <laughs> so, so that was kind of fun. That's a Path 5 top tip. You always keep your registration in the uh, the little visor above you. Don't that is good. That is good. That oh, is very good. Because that way it's all within your reach. You got to reach for nothing. That's good, especially if you get pulled over as many times as we do. 
Support me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Although, knock on wood, I've, I've gone over a year, which is big for me. Oh, that is good, man. Yep. I wish I could say the same. I've gone over a year without <laughs> being involved in, in a traffic stop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the cops Actually, don't like no reaching for right? stuff. That's a good. That's a good pro yeah, tip. I, I, they don't like to see reaching. I got, I got pulled over for no inspection sticker like eight months ago. Never mind. Ah, see, there it is. That's yeah. That's there's the, the truth. That's there, the brutal. Yeah. You know? There it is. I, look, um, I, I had a cracked windshield. I wasn't going to pass anyways. I'm, I'm not going to go to my inspection, so I just put it off for like a year and a half. Anyways, that's fair. Um, hey, so we're at. I don't want to say the halfway mark. We're probably two thirds of the way through this one. We're, we're scraping in an hour. So if you guys got to piss ladies, you as well, and you got to go get some refreshments, get some drink, whatever you got to do, shake a leg, stretch it out. Uh, now's a good time to do it. Uh, would like you guys to swing on out and check out a couple of really cool companies that we've been working with over the last, uh, well, a couple of years now, honestly, uh, mission first tactical, Super cool group of guys. Yeah, just huge, donated a huge group. Yeah, yeah, no, they're big. just fantastic. I mean, I've hit them up on uh, on Instagram. They're super hit, uh, super quick to get back to you. They're a phenomenal group of guys. Yeah, yeah, great customer service. Really good social media management. Just donated a bunch of uh, their their MFT Extreme Duty mags to uh, Ukraine Soft, which is really cool. Uh, a bunch of us ran all their their mags in country, their rifle furniture and stuff, and we really liked it. Really banged it up, tossed it around, and uh, it's definitely my go-to choice for uh, for an AR mag on the market right now. So hit them up. Use the code PATH5, uh, capital P, capital F, no spaces for 20% off at checkout there. Also, if you guys are in the market for some pretty sweet drum mags as well as some really high quality, I mean, I, I mean high quality braces uh, for your for your pistolas, your your bigger pistols. You know what I'm saying? Picking up what I'm putting down. Swing on over there. Check out uh, F5 Manufacturing. Uh, not technically affiliated with P5, which is us or Path Five. Just happens to uh, like the number five, like we do, but really cool group of group of folks. Just set up a new machine shop uh, about a year ago, really hitting their stride. But damn, their stuff is high quality. So if you're looking for fifty rounders, doing any of that novelty type shooting, or you just want a couple, uh, you know, bug out mags, swing on over there, check them out. Awesome folks as well. Without further ado, Da Vinci, you have lived in some really cool places, dude. Colorado, Montana, Alaska, Utah, all, all the dream, dream spots, man. You got any cool stories from any of those uh, oh, yeah, wild places? For sure. That's actually one of the other uh, Da Vinci bros that lives in Montana. Unfortunately, I've not had the privilege yet, but yeah, maybe someday. Yeah. But yeah, probably the coolest place that I've lived is Alaska. So I lived up there for three years. The military sent me to a lot of cool places, some less cool. Uh, but Alaska was one of the cool ones. Now, if you guys are, I'm sure you remember the show, Alaska State Troopers, right? You like to see all the state troopers doing all the cool stuff in the freezing cold. Like probably 10 years ago, I remember watching every episode of that show. As soon as I found out I was going to, going to Alaska for my next duty station. So I was like, yeah, state troopers are cool. And they were, they were, I had a great time with them. 
Um, but that was also when I first started like buying guns, you know, right after college, I had a couple that were, you know, like 18th birthday gift, 21st birthday gift. Um, but I started buying my own as soon as I got up there, you know, fresh military boy, got lots of cash, not very good decision-making skills and low expenses. So, <laughs> all right, cool. Let's buy some guns. Let's do some hunting. Let's do it. Hell yeah. And so we're driving around on, you know, there's not that many roads in Alaska. So the cops don't have a problem, you know, finding where you're at. There's not that many places you can go. Right. It's pretty limited as far as the roads that you can take to get to wherever you're trying to go. Uh, and we're going out caribou hunting and we're loaded for bear, like literally loaded for bear. And, you know, we had brown bear tags as well. So if that happened, cool. Uh, we would we'd take one of those home too. But so we're rolling out to caribou camp and, you know, I don't condone drinking and hunting at the same time, but if you hunt during the day, feel free to crack some cold ones around the fire at night. But so we're loaded up, you know, the coolers are full of beer. We've got guns everywhere in the truck. We've got our camping gear. We've got all that stuff. And I, at this point, do not know that you have to declare those things when you uh, meet a cop or get pulled over by a officer of the law. Well, yeah. no, yeah. Alaska is one of the weird states where, where it's yeah. a must declare. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, they probably appreciate it if you tell them anyway, even if you're in one of those states that's not like, hey, I got my concealed carry license. I got, you know, a piece on the hip or a piece in the glove box or under my yeah, seat or, you know, wherever. Yep. Highly recommend but that. But I didn't know that. So this guy pulls up and my windows are tinted to the max. I mean, very too much tint. I didn't put it on there. I bought it like that. <laughs> yeah. But so I always roll my windows down when the ah, cops lock up. Smart One, boys. It lets them see into the vehicle. So they're like comfortable. And then I probably don't get a ticket for over tinted windows. So this nice state trooper walks up to the window. It's me and my buddy. And he's like, do you know why I pulled you over? I was like, uh, no, sir. Actually, I don't. He was like, uh, just, you know, you've got Colorado tags and I'm uh, just trying to, you know, ascertain how, you know, are you, you're supposed to have Alaska tags if you live here. So we go back and forth on that. I was like, oh, cool. I didn't know that. I'm in the military. He's like, oh, cool. Just start talking, jabbering back and forth. I was like, all right, cool. This is going to be no problem. He's probably just going to give me a warning for that and walk away. He's like, what are you guys doing? Like, oh, we're just going hunting. He was like, oh, so you got some weapons in the vehicle? And so like, my, I was going to use my fingers. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, no, yeah, I was actually going to go spear hunting for caribou. Um, yeah. Of course well, we got guns. What do you mean? Read, uh, read my side of the mountain too many times. And, uh, and he's like, all right, why don't you guys go ahead and step out of the vehicle? And he like kind of backs up. His partner fuck. gets out of the vehicle and he didn't draw on us or anything. He was cool. But he was like, all right, I need you guys to go to the back of the vehicle. You know, do you have any weapons on you? We were both like, yes. So it's like that scene from Sahara, you know, where they get out of the Jeep and Steve Zahn's character is like, he's dropping mags and pulling out <laughs> sidearms and long guns and all this stuff oh, and yeah. walking forward. Yeah. And like they turn around and look at him. He's like, what? Because we just start pulling out, you know, we've, I've got a, you know, 
44 mag on my chest. I've got, you know, 40 cal Smith Wesson on my hip. My buddy's got, you know, his long gun, 45 long Colt. Like <laughs> we're pulling guns out of the back of the seat. Oh yeah. And he was just like, like a wider. Yeah. Why don't you guys try to keep most of those like in the back? I mean, I, you both have your concealed carry permit, but just let me know next time when I walk up to the vehicle. So we don't have to shoot you guys. Like just let me know next time. So yeah. that was my Alaska state. We didn't give us a ticket or anything. He was cool about it. Nice. But, so, and that's know, the thing. Yeah, state troopers thing. You're cool with them. Usually they're cool with you. Be respectful. Yeah. And that, that's the big thing. Just be respectful. Be cool. Uh, you know, there's been a big spotlight on ethnicity and all that shit, but guarantee you that nine times out of 10, you're going to run into that non-racist cop. Just be fucking cool. Be chill. You'd probably be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Instead hey, uh, screaming at him for a badge number. What's your badge number? Yeah, exactly. Boomer, you still with us? Yes. Okay. All right, buddy. We're, we've circled back to you. He dozed off into his prune juice over there. <laughs> apricot. Yeah. Apricot. Yeah. Apricot. Oh, apricot. Excuse Dude, me. I, I'll tell you what. Never mind. No, I'm not going to tell you about what happens to me when I have apricots. All right. Carry on, Boomer. Take it away. Oh, I mean, nothing tell special. Us about your, tell us about your speed racer mobile. I just used to, well, <laughs> I used to have, I used to drive a two door Cobalt, which coincidentally, I was just thinking the other day. It's pronounced you, Coop. you don't see many of them <laughs> on the road anymore because they've all been wrapped around a tree or just fallen apart. But, uh, yeah yeah um anyways i don't know man it was it was the xfe which stands for like i don't know extra fucking empty um because it didn't have <laughs> it didn't have shit it didn't you had have, to roll up those windows didn't you it had roll up windows it didn't have power locks it i'm surprised it had airbags uh it didn't <laughs> It, found that it, one out. <laughs> it didn't uh, didn't have a spare tire. It didn't have air conditioning, which was yeah, which was sick. Yeah, uh, remember when your buddy was like, "Hey, dude, don't buy that car. It's a piece of shit." And you were like, "No, I'm going to start this long life of decision making that's counterintuitive." And you, hey, remember and you when I had it was a brand new car and I only had my own money to to buy it, and that was the best I could do. <laughs> it was not the best you could do. <laughs> Fucking lie. Anyhow. Right. Anyways, this episode is not about talking shit about Chevy Cobalt, <laughs> one of the greatest pieces of American-made machinery ever ruled. Oh, oh stop! All right. um, yeah. I don't know. I just used to get pulled over right now a lot, and like nothing crazy ever happened. But like it was just it was plastic at blue. It had the 3M carbon fiber sticker on the hood. It was lowered. No, no, not just blue. Fucking electric blue. Well, it, yeah, it certainly wasn't navy. Um, <laughs> And uh, I don't know, I just had window tint, had street glow yeah. on it. And like, it wasn't street glow, hardwired. I had to like pull, I had to plug it and unplug it into the socket. Like every single time I wanted to turn it on and off or like sit there and strobe it and just pull it in and out really, really fast. Yeah. Uh, Try to sync it to your little Wayne. You see, you could vibrate the fucking block when you roll by. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a piece of shit car. And it just, yeah. it so looked like a car somebody that i was not at the time 
How many how many times did you get pulled over in that car? School. <laughs> yeah, it's true. High schoolers are stupid, but how many times did you get pulled over in that thing? Four times. Four times. You get any tickets? Um, I did every single time. Um, they all, <laughs> damn. The, the oh, damn. nice lady that I was uh, dating at the time, um, about the only useful thing she ever did for me, uh, was get me out of them. She, she did it. Her family did. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Good, good. All right. Interesting. I was like, mm, boom, where you're not supposed to pimp out your girlfriend to the police. But Officer, different. why don't you step around to this side of the car? Yeah, Talks right. You just hear like bomp, bomp, <laughs> like the fucking scene of the Germans from uh, uh, Super Troopers. Classic. Bitty body, bitty body boo. Yeah. Oh man, that yeah, that car was interesting. All right, so I'm going to tell a quick story of when I was on the opposite side of the law. This one's going to be called Little Mogadishu. Boomer knows what's up. He's he's seen the real deal, so he's going to really sympathize with this this story. Um, what? What? Nothing. Am I going to have to bleep that? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm just going to make a little note of that time. All right. So at the time I was, uh, I was in college, I was uh, pretty big into like con law and, and all that stuff. And I was studying criminal justice, counterterrorism, that whole shebang. Uh, ended up riding with, uh, the PD back home, uh, which was like, you know, Burlington area at the time. And turns out half the department had gone to the same college that I'd been to. So they're a bunch of bros, super cool dudes, like really good cops down to earth, weren't doing anything weird, like just good dudes. But anyhow, so, so I'm riding with this one guy, I think his name was Brian or some shit. And, uh, we got a call to go to this house. On the on the north end, if y'all have been in north end of Burlington, you know that's like the uh, used to be the only shitty part of Burlington. Now it's most of it. But so we get to this house. It was drunken disorderly calls. It was a domestic that had been called in. So get to the house. We walk in the front door. Uh, he's talking to this this woman who's uh, very very Somali. She's doing the whole like talking way too fast, very loud in your face kind of trying to describe what's going on. We're both like, Hey man, like, let's just, you know, take a deep breath, take your time. And, uh, all of a sudden, then this guy comes around the corner and his uh, shorts around his ankles. And he's like swinging his dick around, giggling, having a grand old time. And, uh, we're like, Oh, okay. Well, this might be the issue. And then he like picks up a flower vase off the wall and just like smashes it on the wall. But in a, in a cheerful way, not at us, right? So, we're, but we both like, what the f okay, buddy, like let's just calm down, let's relax. You know, everyone's being cool. We're like, all right, dude, and he's giggling the whole time, like he is drunk off his ass, probably been smoking weed. Uh, good for him. But anyhow, having a grand old time, and he keeps throwing shit all over the house. We're like, all right, dude, you gotta 
we're gonna we're gonna take this guy to the, the old drunk tank, let him sleep it off. So I'm talking to him. Turns out his name is Abdi. Uh, very very nice guy. Uh, you know, he keeps telling us how much he loves America and he doesn't want us to send him home. And we're like, dude, we're just we're just bringing you to a place where you can sleep it off. Like everything's cool. Like it'll be all right, man. Just just be cool, right? And uh, he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I love America. And then he like spits on me. I'm like, motherfucker. I'm like, you're not going to love America in about 10 fucking seconds. <laughs> Brian looks at me. He's like, he's like, you know, if he spits on you again and you want to do something about it, he's like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to stop you. <laughs> he's like, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's technically, he's technically assaulting you. I was like, ah, don't worry about it. I don't care. He's like, it's fine, man. I'm just here for the experience, right? I'm having a good time. So he's like, I love America. And he, he lays down on his back and starts trying to kick out the back window. <laughs> then at that point, Brian's like, motherfucker. <laughs> And he stops the car, whips out a stick, and taps on the glass. He's like, Abdi, quit trying to kick out my window. I'm going to have to whoop your ass. <laughs> and Abdi's like, okay, okay, I love America. And we're like, yeah, we fucking heard you the fifth time. And here you are trying to kick our damn window out. <laughs> so then he uh, he does it again, and we stop again, and then uh, he plays along. We drop him off at County, and uh, or no, sorry, it was the County Detox place in this, this very young uh, college, uh, presumably intern, answers the door with a clipboard, the intake form, all that shit. We fill it out. And uh, Abby, Abby clearly likes her a lot. And uh, I had a feeling. I was like, ah, I don't know if it's going to go so well. You know, she's just trying to do her part for the community and she is in the wrong fucking neighborhood. Uh, so we drop off Abdi, we go driving around the town and we get a call from dispatch. Like, Hey, you gotta go, you gotta go pick up the gentleman you just dropped off at the, at the, the tank. I'm like, fuck. So we get there and Abdi is sitting there like with his pants around his ankles in the parking lot, like swinging his dick around again, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking giggling like a little kid. And we're like, dude, what the fuck? So so Brian handcuffs him. I pull the dude's sweatpants up and I like tie it off. Meanwhile, he's got this like raging Bobo and he keeps like chasing this fucking college girl around with this fucking clipboard. <laughs> and I'm like, God, I feel bad for this, this girl, man. Uh, so anyhow, then we took his ass down to uh, County jail uh, down Shelburne road area and uh, dropped him off at the clink and uh, wish him good night. But Anyhow, yeah, and then we actually had to go and, and swap cars because he had uh, he had dislodged part of the fucking window <laughs> from trying to kick it out. I guess uh, Brian said that people are always trying to kick out his back window, so it wasn't just him. He was just the straw that broke Camel's back. So, so yeah, that that was the story of Abdi. I hope he's doing well. Uh, he definitely has to lay off that shit though, because uh, turned him into a, a little bit too much to handle. Too much. Oh man, Bronil, I knew you got one more story for us. You do one more, I'll do one more. We'll call it a night. Yes, sir. So, similar to to my last story with the whole junior operator's license thing, I was I was racing against the clock, and by that I mean I, I really wasn't racing against anything. I'd I'd been doing it for ages. I didn't really care about. Uh, you know, the whole junior operator law. And, um, sure, sure. 
I was at a state police fundraiser. <laughs> and uh, I, I brought my buddy along. We were, we were both at the time looking to get into law enforcement. We are in... Uh, we were in higher education, and, and we thought criminal justice was the career course for us, and it was, yeah. it was all looking up, right? Well, <clears throat> I decided to take the uh, track car to this state police fundraiser, which was a 04 Crown Vic with literally no exhaust and uh, dropped on coils with larger tires in the rear. A beautiful setup, really. Yeah. But... I ended up doing 40 and a 30 and I get pulled over, which whatever. Right. And I had uh 2.5% tint in the rear and 15% tint in the front, which if anyone knows tint, that means that 2.5% of the tint or 2.5% of all light coming into the vehicle was blah or anyways. Yeah. I had some dark ass tints and, uh, I, you know, as was mentioned before, I, I rolled down all the windows when the, when the police come up mm-hmm. and they go, Hey, you know, it's 1130. And I go, or, or, uh, yeah, you know what? I think it was 1130 and my license would have been, Oh, damn it. Not this again. No go at, at 12. And I go, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm aware we're, we're coming back from an event. You know, this, that, the other thing. He goes, well, I got you at 40 and a 30. I go, well, all right, well, I apologize for that. You know, I didn't think I was speeding. I I wasn't following too close to another vehicle. I thought I was just keeping up with the flow of traffic. You know, I I mean no disrespect. This continues on. He comes back and he goes, well, it says here that your vehicle is green. And I go, okay. He goes, right now it looks blue. And I was like, I'm I'm not I'm not seeing the punchline. Like I, I don't know what's going on. I was like, I was like, I don't okay. And he's like, Well, is it blue or is it green? And I go, honestly, sir, I go, I'm colorblind, which is God's honest truth. I go, I don't I don't I don't know what color it is. And I go, if it's if it's an issue with the registry of motor vehicles, I'll I'll take it up with them. I I I have no problem. You you tell me what the color is. And he's like, no, son, I need you to tell me what the color of the vehicle is. <laughs> you know what and, he was doing, bro? Point, you know what he was mm, doing? Mm. He, was, he was being prejudiced against you. Mm-hmm. Given your ailment. I'm Irish. Given, no, oh, that's oh, not oh. why. No, that's not why. <laughs> <laughs> that's not why. It's because he's going to be like, cut the red wire, and you're going to be like, fuck. <laughs> no, not this. Um so I, I got kind of smart alecky with him. I turned to him. And at this point, I had already seen the ticket written. Right? Because oh, yeah. in, in mass, they have the, the you know, press, press hard, you're making three copies thing. Right. And I had already seen him pull out the, the pink copy, the bottom copy. I was like, bet, I'm already getting a ticket. And, uh, and he goes, he goes, you know, what, what, well, what color do you think it is? And I was like, I was like, hey, officer, look, you got four cops on the scene. I think between the four of you, you guys can figure out what color it is. And apparently he didn't like that answer, um, which I, I don't understand why. But um, 
he, he ended up cutting me the ticket, didn't get me on the uh, on the bad rego for whatever color he thought it was. Um, and again, short story long, we I, I take the 40 and a 30 to court. And uh, I said, look, me and my friend were on our way back from a state police fundraiser. All right. We had each dropped at least like three, four hundred dollars at this fundraiser. We were having a grand old time. And I told him where I was going to school, what I was pursuing. Yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like, look, I don't think forty and the thirty is really going to be a concern for you. And I was like, all right, hey, I appreciate it. So they dropped all the. I, I took the ticket to court and they dropped it. But uh, nice, man. I was just trying to do the right thing. Yeah, I was driving a straight piped Crown Vic that was that was dropped <laughs> and bagged and ready for yeah for racing. But you know, like yeah. that. that <laughs> I, I think that's at. At a minimum, one of the the twenty eight or twenty nine times I've been pulled over. Damn, ticketed many few of them, but uh, such a weird fucking conversation. You know what color is your car? Like, <laughs> you tell me, homie. And, and that's the thing is, in mass, I think invalid reg is only like like a thirty dollar fine. I'm like, bro, what are you trying to hit me with? Like, <laughs> yeah. are you currently generating revenue for the state? Because you really aren't, my guy. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I, I guess that, that all, when it boils down, that's one, but I've had two negative interactions with police officers. Yeah. I don't know, like 20 or 30 times that I've been stopped by them. So, that's not too bad. No, but, but, but you know, it all plays into you know. it. Right. Right. It all plays into it. If you, you know, if you're respectful, if you know that what you're doing is wrong and you don't try and tell them why it's right, you know, nine times out of 10, they're going to be fine with it. Yeah, and you just got to, like, really kind of let your ego ride. And so, I mean, I'm the type of person, if if I'm being respectful and I still get cracked in the fucking head or something, it's game on. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be pissed then. Yeah, yeah I'll be really fucking bad. But at the same time, it's still ultimately, I hate to say it, but it's just not worth it, you know. So just most cops are great people trying to do the right thing. Keep that in mind. Yeah, wait till your day in court. You know, that's really what yeah. it comes down to. I, I, every time I go to court, I win. Hell yeah, that's right. So, so I want to preface that by saying, you know, you know, I I just said most cops are great people. That did not refer to MPs, right? Y'all are a bunch of motherfuckers, and you know it. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, in case you in case you want to know um, how I feel about MPs, I'm I'm not quite as uh, as over the top as my boy. Uh, my boy Nick uh, Brockhausen is old Mac V legend. If you haven't uh, checked out his books, you definitely should. And they're they're hilarious. But I have had negative interactions with MPs on several several instances. Uh, thankfully, you know it was all because of my uh, my soldiers. Uh, mainly when I was an XO, because motherfuckers were crazy. But anyhow, uh, no shit. There I was driving home. And uh, I get a call, and they're like, oh, Lieutenant so-and-so. So I was the first lieutenant at that time. I was an XO, and I'm like, uh, yeah, what's up? And they're like, oh, this is Lieutenant, I don't know what the fuck his name was, with the blah, 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 military police detachment. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, yeah, what's up, man? He's like, oh, I just want to let you know that we got one of your soldiers uh, barricaded in his residence. And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, where's the residence? He tells me. I'm like, oh, man. 
is Sergeant C. I'm like, son of a bitch. So I'm driving home. It's like 6.30 at night. I'm like ready to call it a day. It's been one of those days. And I get a call that my soldier's barricaded in his house. And they locked his wife out. I'm like, oh, fucking shit. So when you hear barricaded suspect, right, it naturally starts this this line of thoughts that typically ends in uh, a bunch of heavily decked out officers, you know, guns drawn outside a fucking apartment, cars in the street, barricaded, everything. So I'm like, shit, I got to get there before he does something stupid. He's a little bit of a firecracker. So I whip the car around like hardcore U-turn. At that point, I was, I was my first proper rally car. And I blew back to base, like, fast, real fast. And I was like, fuck it, if I get pulled over, I'm going to tell the cop that I'm responding to a police incident, you know? So I get on base, go through the gate, get to the house, and I pull up, and, uh, and my sergeant's sitting on his front stoop, and there's there's two police cars pulled up on the sidewalk. And uh, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> so I get out of my car, <laughs> and the... Uh, this fucking Butterbar MP, who is a DA civilian, keep that in mind, walks up to me. He's like, oh, hey, Lieutenant, uh, just wanted to, you know, be a bro and let you know that we're having an issue with your soldier here. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't look like it. He's sitting on his fucking front stoop. He's fine. He's not barricaded anywhere. What are you even talking about? He's like, oh, well, actually, his wife is barricaded in the home. I'm like, the fuck you mean his wife is barricaded in the home? He's like... Well, he went to the PX to get some groceries, and she uh, she locked him out. I'm like, okay, so let me get this right. My fucking soldier's wife locked him out of the house. You call me saying that he is a barricaded suspect. I was like, are you fucking stupid? Like, I literally said it to this guy. I was, I fucking had it, dude. It was like 7 o'clock at night at that point. As I said before, it had been a fucking day. Every day is a day as an XO. Jesus. So anyhow... And, and he's like, well, I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to give you an opportunity to, you know, come here and help us out with the situation, you know, one one lieutenant to another. I'm like, you are not a fucking lieutenant. I'm like, you're a fucking civilian. <laughs> I, I went off on this guy. And he's like, well, that's not very professional there, sir. I'm like, neither is this. Motherfucker, I expected to be like a SWAT truck out in front of this guy named guy's house. We're going to fucking suit up. I'll get a fucking bullhorn, talk him down from killing himself. None of that shit's happening. He's on his fucking patio. <laughs> you asshole. So I walk up to my guy. I'm talking to him and shit. And at that point, he was kind of laughing because he saw me just rip this MP a new ass. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And he's like, oh, Maria's in there throwing shit, freaking out. I'm like, well, what the fuck? What's she freaking out about? He's like, well, you know, I've been talking to this girl and she looked at my phone. I'm like, well, yeah, you're a dumbass. You shouldn't be doing that. He's like, yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, anyhow. So I fucking bang on the door. I'm like, Marie, like, get your ass out here. I'm like, there's fucking cops out here. This shit's escalated too far. Just slap them upside the head, figure out your differences and, you know, carry on. She's like, all right, fine, but fuck him. He's not staying here tonight. I'm like, yeah, I know that. Whatever. I'm like, told him, like, go get a fucking hotel or stay with one of your buddies. So, yeah, that was an example of a negative interaction with law enforcement. But uh, they aren't real law enforcement for the most part. Um, oh, another one, real quick. I was going through the gate on base. 
we had a fucking cake, a promotion cake. It was my fucking promotion ceremony. I love the army, man. You get fucking promoted, guess what you're supposed to do? <laughs> Buy all the shit for your own fucking party. <laughs> Dude, it's literally like Stockholm Syndrome. You get man. your own fucking cake? None of it makes sense. None of it. It is fucking dumb. Anyhow, so we're driving through post and my wife looks down, you know, we're pulling out IDs and stuff. At that point, she'd been out of the military. She's like, shit, I don't have my, my license. And I was like, fuck. So then Air Force uh, guys at the front gate and he's like, oh, I need to need to see your guys' license. So I, I give him my ID. I explain to him, like, dude, I'm getting promoted. Like, you can look in the trunk. There's a fucking cake. Like, there's a bunch of, like, carrots and legumes and shit. With ranch, with, with, with ranch dressing on it, we got some fucking cookies. Like, if you want to come and eat some cake, you can come eat some cake. Like, here's here's where we're doing this fucking stupid promotion. And he's like, uh, "Well, I, I'm afraid I can't admit her on post." So I'm like, "So let me get this right, homeboy. You want me to call my fucking brigade commander and explain to him that my wife can't go on post." Because she forgot her license, but she has her state-issued veteran's ID, which has a fucking picture on it. It's like, she's a fucking veteran. You can pull her goddamn info in the system, and you'll find her. And he's being a dickhead, so he has his pull off to the side. Army E6 comes over. I'm like, hey, dude, here's what's going on. I explain it to him. He's like, oh, yeah, you're good, sir. Come on in. I'm like, thank you. You want some fucking cake? He's like, yeah, I might stop by. I'm like, all right, cool. Here's where you come. And yeah, sure enough, <laughs> motherfucker came and he ate some cake and, and hung out with us, but he was a bro. And I was like, yeah, that's why the Army's better than the Air Force. Fucking Da Vinci. Hey, now. Hey, now. Because <laughs> we're not a bunch of fucking nerds. Well, that's, you know, that's a little bit of common sense in those scenarios goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, that's all I got, though, boys. It's almost been an hour and a half. It's been fun, though. I don't want to know how many times we've sworn tonight, but... Uh, it's definitely a lot. It's definitely a lot. So yep. I'm sorry to some of our mothers who enjoy listening to these podcasts. Um, I'm sure we'll hear about it. Yep. You're very nice women and you did raise good sons. I promise. We just have potty mouths a little bit. <laughs> We've lived spirited lives. Uh, but anyhow, thanks for coming out. And, uh, you know, I wish that uh, I wish that Keith was still around. I think he would have really enjoyed that one. I think he would have gotten a big old kick out of it. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm sure you would have had some great stories for us as well. So, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely uh, take the time to reach out, talk to people who are struggling, which is uh, damn near anybody, depending on the time of the week. You know, we all go through our, our phases and struggles and tribulations. So be kind to the people that matter to you and uh, hopefully they return the favor. But, uh, yeah, keep being good out there. There's a lot of craziness going on. World's in kind of a weird place with its energy right now. It's kind of like hardcore Cold War era, which we talked about. So there's a lot of a lot of weirdness going on. So should be good. Any other uh, closing remarks for our our loyal listeners? Oh, merch! Just about the same. <clears throat> oh, merch! Merch! We are we are actually working on launching formal merch, guys formal merch we got shirt designs the guys have been slaving on them we've been banging out our our artistic abilities we've got some hats designed we've got some sweet shirts we've got some outdoorsy stuff we've got other designs that are being worked on 
we're just uh, working through all the the formalities of setting up a shop front and doing all that. So big stuff coming. Super cool. We love you guys. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, if you got any suggestions on future episode topics, anything of that nature, hit us up on the Instagram. Uh, you'll notice that our follower count hasn't moved greater than 10 in the last two years. Very suspect. So we, uh, we could use all the support that you guys can give us. Thank you. Have a great night or morning or uh, rest of your day. <laughs>